to the announcement on the Nachum Siegel Network. And this is coming to you live from Bahrain. Can you believe I'm in Bahrain? I'm in the kingdom of Bahrain. I jumped, up, I jumped on a plane from Israel. And next thing you know, I'm here. But this didn't happen just so spontaneously. This, this meeting has, uh, this trip has been in the works for over a year. And I can't wait to share more about this with you throughout the show. I have an incredible lineup for you. This is the first recording on the Nathan Siegel Network from Bahrain. And uh, we have one crazy hour for you. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride. So let's start with the top of the, you know, the uh, monologue here, everyone. So you all know how, how it goes. I'm Naomi Nachman and I love food. <laughs> um, okay, so this is... Um, we're sitting here uh, in the Ritz-Carlton. Uh, I'm, I'm like almost shaking from excitement to do this show. It's been, I have this whole monologue that I do every week. Um, and I, I was like, introduce myself, but I feel like we've got these very precious moments. So we're gonna just dive right into it. And um, I do wanna thank, first of all, our sponsors, uh, Tuscanini uh, from their uh, kosher.com uh, who actually put together a great show for us today. Well, we like to say we put on a great show today. Uh, I got to cook with the, with some chefs uh, here in Bahrain. Uh, so you can watch that on kosher.com, but we have, I just want to talk for a minute about the Tuscanini uh, beans that come in the Tetra packs. Um, I don't have a product here with me. Usually I try to hold one up to our cameras. Um, but I don't have, I didn't bring it to Bahrain. So when we get back to New York, I'm going to show you the incredible beans and I've got a recipe coming for you. So stay tuned for that. But really just a big thank you for Tuscanini and your undying support of Table for, for Two. For those of you who don't know me, I'm Naomi Nachman. I'm about all the food all the time. For those of you who are tuning in, we hope that you'll enjoy this uh, foodie show for one solid hour from Bahrain. Okay, you can tell I'm a little nervous today. <laughs> okay, let me, let me tell you, let me set a scene. One year ago, a lot of you may know, I went to with Alex Rappaport from Aspia to um, Mayfield, Kentucky. And I had a chance meeting with someone, uh, Ariella Steinreich, at security. And Ariella was on her way to Bahrain. And we're like, you're going to Bahrain and I'm going to Mayfield, Kentucky with, you know, we we had heard of each other and 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 Simon Tate, Rabbi Simon Taylor was there from the OU. We're going on this Masphere mission. It's like, I've got to bring you to the to the Gulf area. And I'm like, I'd love to go because you know me, I love to travel. And we exchange information and like I followed up with her. I'm like, I'd really like to go to Dubai and Bahrain. Uh, she's like, and it was like still like COVID was going on, and like not so much travel. We're like, okay, we're gonna make this happen. 30 months later. We're here in Bahrain. Uh, she made it happen. I always wanted to, you know, come to try to do every, uh, my goal in life is to see every country and Bahrain in particular. It was actually here in 1985. I never got off the plane, I told you that, right? <laughs> I never got off the plane, but I was here on a stopover from Australia. I said, okay, we've got to put Bahrain on the map, of, on the bucket list. Um, so how did, how did this whole thing come together? So Ariella uh, spoke with you. It was actually a Jewish community that has been here since the late 1880s. And I am sitting with Ambassador Huda Nunu. She is born and raised, how many generations? Um, third generation born. Third, third, third generation. I'm just gonna give you her whole, her whole title so you can be as impressed and wowed as I was. She's very modest. She's the former ambassador of Bahrain to Bahrain. 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 So they say more uh, sound. It's very guttural. Bahrain to the United States. She's the first and only Jewish ambassador from an Arab country. She's also Bahrain's first female ambassador to the United States. So that's some time you've got. It is. <laughs> Welcome. Thank you. Okay, you could see I was like, I was a little bit nervous, like doing this on, on Nothing Single Network with you, with you, with you. Like we did some fun things and we took me all around up at Bahrain yesterday. Um so uh, thank you for spending so much time with me. I really appreciate it and working with me to bring me over. Uh, my husband Spears also with me. It's just been a thrill. Um, so let's, I've got some questions that I'm sure everyone is gonna, you know, wanna know and we've spoken at length, but um, just tell us a little bit about the community and how it got started. Okay, so in the 1880s, the Jews came from Iraq. They were on their way to India. 
the Bloodstock in Bahrain. They like what they saw and they stayed in Bahrain. Right. So that's that's how they came here. How many um, Jews was that? By the by nine, in the 1940s, it was around 1500. The numbers started building down as people started leaving and going for other countries for better prospects. Um, now we are around 36 Jews. But with, uh, this is a, we are a local community, the only indigenous local, the, the only indigenous Jewish community in the Gulf. And with the expatriates, we're around maybe 100, 120 people. Okay, so it's, it's definitely a small, small but mighty. Absolutely. Small but mighty, Absolutely. right? So I got off the plane um, and you started taking me around and we saw some amazing sites, um, especially the Jewish sites. We saw the cemetery. Can you tell us a little bit about the cemetery? Yeah, so the cemetery was a was a land that was given by uh, by the royal family in Bahrain to the Jewish community. It was given in in the nineteen twenties. Wow! And it's a very small cemetery. Um, it's the only functioning cemetery in the Gulf in the Gulf countries. And one thing that you pointed out yesterday is that none of the graves are actually marked. So yeah, there's no tombstones. I yeah. found that. Fascinating. I've done a lot of European cemeteries and American and yeah. Australian, but I've never seen that. So we have no idea who's actually buried where, except for the latest ones where we have put some names right. on there. And and there's no archives of that? No, unfortunately not. Maybe we're not good record keepers, I guess. <laughs> no. <Nope. laughs> okay. All right. So tell us a little bit about um, life here right now for the Jewish community. The, the shul. Okay. So we have a shul in Bahrain. It's again, the first and only functioning shul in the Gulf. Uh, my cousin and I renovated it about two years ago, just before the Accords. We decided we want to turn it into a museum. And we're going to talk about the Accords in a minute. Yeah, so we decided we want to make it into a museum and then the Accords happened and we left it as a synagogue until we outgrew the space and then we can go to a different space and make this as a museum. So we didn't have any pictures of how the actual so looked like before because they weren't good record keepers yeah exactly <laughs> so we started doing a lot of research and we found what the architecture of the 1930s was like so we start we adapted wow. that to the uh oh, to the nice. synagogue. so you can just know so our ceiling was made up from palm fronds and wood the floor was concrete screening and the the windows and the um the doors was the uh, typical bahraini style of the 1930s so we tried to keep it as much as possible. Right. In theme of the architecture of the yeah. day. Very and nice. when we walked to the synagogue, there was the, uh, the mezuzah that I got on my first trip to Israel, made from Jerusalem stone. Amazing, that amazing. Special. So, so we've, got to, we've got to talk about that. You know, you could only go to Israel after the Abraham Accords. That's right. So let's, when you were growing up, was there a, an education in school or in the community to have this love of Israel? Um, and you learned about Israel and you have a drive to always one day want to go, did they have that in school or? Uh, we didn't really have much in school. So I was in Bahrain, in a, in a, I went to a convent in Bahrain. I studied with nuns. And at the age of 15, I was, I went to a boarding school in England, it was Orthodox Jewish boarding school. Um, everybody used to ask me, you've never been to Israel, don't you want to go there? And to me, it was, it was a dream. I was like, I could dream about it, but I knew it was never going to happen. And because of your passport, because of, of the passport, yeah, we, we have no, we had no diplomatic relations. Okay, just appreciate what she's saying because, like in America, we can just take our American passports, our Australian passports, go to Israel, visit, mm -hmm. love it, go home, back to our home. You could not do that. I did not do that until the Abraham Accords. Until two years ago, that's unbelievable. <laughs> and my first visit was November of twenty twenty. Okay, had who took you? So I was on the first official delegation from Bahrain to um, to the United States, uh, sorry, to Israel. Who was with With you? the Minister of Foreign Affairs. Okay. And it was, a, it was a small delegation. There was about, there was Bahrainis, there was the Americans. And one of the Americans I was on that flight was Rabbi Arya Lightstone. Woo! And he asked me, so we were talking. I think he, Arya Lightstone used to have a show on Nahum Siegel Network. Am I correct at the beginning? Right, Aria, if you're listening. So Aria on the, had, knew that I had never been to Israel before, so he had asked me if I wanted to go and see the wall, because obviously I've never been there. 
So I said, I would love to, but I don't know if the day was going to allow me to do that. How long was the trip for? Just one day. <gasps> it was less than 12 hours. Ah, it's a three hour flight from Israel to Bahrain. It's actually less. It's two and a half hours. Two and a half hours. Yes. So, so yeah, I watched a few episodes on my Netflix on my phone and I so was a very short flight. So I get to, so we discussed, I was talking with Ari on the plane and I said, I'm not sure we're going to be able to do it because it's going to be, it's back to back meetings. I'm not sure whether we can make it. He said, let's see what happens. It was COVID. We couldn't have lunch in a all together, so we were having lunch in the separately. And he said to me, "Would you rather have lunch or would you rather go to the uh, hotel?" I said, "I'd rather go." So, is that an option? I'd rather go. So we went, whisked in one hour, in exactly one hour, in an ant. It was just amazing. How did you feel when you saw it? It was incredible. You're actually like, <laughs> I just want to say, she's swelling up with tears as we speak. It was incredible. It was a very moving. Um, that first trip I did for my dad, He's never, he had never been to Israel. He died 30 years ago next week. Never been to Israel, so I did that trip for him. Okay, beautiful, really. We, we actually went to your dad's uh, Kevin at the cemetery. Yeah. At the cemetery. Um, I'm sure it, was, it sounded like it was like such an amazing experience. Have you gone back now to Israel? I've been back eight times. <laughs> you cannot keep her away. <laughs> incredible, incredible. Um, and have you seen a big change in what's going on between Israel and Bahrain in terms of people coming to visit? There's quite a few Israelis who come to visit. Um, not as many as if we'd like. All right, Israel, we need you here. We're going to send our people to you. So, um, yeah, we've had a few visitors. We have a lot of business delegations coming out. There's been a few uh, things from government to government. So there has been some traction. And businesses are starting to work together? Or that's slow to get it's, started? It's slow. It's still a bit slow. Okay. But there are discussions going on. Okay, that's fantastic. Yeah. Okay, that's incredible. Okay, so a little bit about your family life. Do you have siblings? We're getting personal now, guys. Okay, so oh. I have one brother who's younger than me. Okay. Uh, my mom lives in Bahrain. My brother lives in Bahrain, as is his family. They're between Bahrain and London. Um, How far is from Bahrain to London? It's about seven hours. Okay, it's not so close. But it's not close, but it's close enough. Close enough. Yeah, it's not like going to Sydney to see, you know. No, you get, on, you get on a night flight, you wake up in London. Okay. It's, and it's, uh, it's morning. Um, so I've got a brother. My mom lives here. Um, I've got two sons who both live in London. One of them married last year. It was the first Jewish wedding in Bahrain. I was going to lead you there, but you're doing it all by yourself. In 52 years, it was here at the Ritz-Carlton as well. Okay, so we're actually recording this from the Ritz-Carlton. I am a guest. They put me up. It's been, I feel like it's my new home. I've made friends with all the staff, and we're going to speak with Carol uh, from the... Uh, she is the, soon we're going to speak to uh, Caroline. We're going official now, but we're going to put you back as we become so close. I call her by her nickname, yes. Carol, but Carolina Campita, Associate Director of Public Relations and Marketing. We're going to talk to her why this place became kosher as a kosher kitchen. Um, your, your son's wedding was here on the grounds. Yes, it was. It was on just uh, in the villas. Yeah. And it was Carol's on, on the beach, on the beach with the, the hoopah was actually on the beach. Ah, it was a very windy day, but it was amazing. A bit like today. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, so all the keepers were flying everywhere, but it was fun. Amazing. How many people came in for it? It was COVID, so we had about 125 people. Oh, that's not bad for COVID. Yeah, so we had to stick to COVID numbers, but it was 125 people. Was, was Bahrain had very strict lockdowns? When? Uh, we didn't have lockdowns like like the United States and Israel, other countries. Mm -hmm. uh, so we had a closure, but like non-essential businesses were closed for three weeks, and then they open up for three weeks and then close again. Um, things like sports venues, uh, gyms, the club here was closed. So oh. yeah, but we we, I mean, I don't think it was uh, not like the states or anywhere else in the world. We were much more normal, I would say. Okay, that's good. <laughs> life continued. Life continued. Yeah, I actually had asked that to Carol like earlier on. Like, yeah. what was it? What What was it like during Corona? Because especially in a hotel, I think it's yeah, that's one of the first uh, places yeah. that really lose out. Well, the, the, rest, the, re out. the restaurants were really hit because, of course, the restaurants were not operating for a very long time, so the restaurants were really hit. Okay, but I think everything else was more. Back, back. Yeah. Now it's completely back to normal. Now we're back to normal. 
Can we talk a little bit about your time as ambassador to the United States? Sure. Um, okay, so what happened? Were you in politics before that you ended up as an ambassador? Okay, so I was a political, political appointee. Um, so I'll go back a little bit. So in 2004, I was a founding member of a human rights organization. Oh, wow. And I was elected as a secretary general. And things that we were doing were coming up on the, in the newspaper. So we were dealing with women's rights, children's rights, and domestic workers. So everything was coming onto the newspapers, and I came onto the radar of His Majesty. In 2006... There's a king of Bahrain, okay? So I, I, don't, I find like a lot of people don't exactly know a, where Bahrain is. Yeah. But you'll all Google it on the map, um, and that there's a king. Absolutely. So um, His Majesty appointed me into the upper house in Bahrain in 2006. Such a forward-thinking country for, for the region. Yeah, I was there for two years. And on April the 24th at 3.17 p.m. She, she can mark the time. It's written in my head. <laughs> um, I got a call from the former foreign minister, Sheikh Khalid. And he told me, I've got good news for you. You're being nominated as ambassador to the United States. Did you fall off your chair? I didn't know what it was. I said, you must be joking. <laughs> so he told me, think about it and uh, let me know. There's nothing to think about. It's an honor to serve your country. And, yes. I, and I said, yes. And I was in, so this was in April. I was April 24, 2008. I took the oath with His Majesty in July, the first week of July. And the last week of July, I was in the United States presenting my credentials to President Bush Jr. So you got him at the end of his presidency and then yes, you were there for part of President, President Obama's, Obama's presidency. So I got there just in September in uh, July of 2008 and I was there until December of 2013, five and a half years. What was the, your most favourite thing about America, pop culture-wise? Oh, um, just the, the vastness of the, of, the, of the country and you can just go from one state to the other and every state's different. So different, right? Yeah. Like from Santa Fe to Charleston and everything was, Maine. Yeah. The weather, the people, the food, everything was, there was... Loud, so right? Loud. Very loud. <laughs> and the Americans are so friendly. They make you feel at home. Really? And I feel that about the Bahrainians. Oh, that's good. We yeah. Same, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, like me, feeling. the Australian-American. Yeah. Okay, did you, what was your favorite American food? I'm sorry, we're going to talk about food here. It's a food show. Ooh, my favorite American food. A hot dog? No, I don't like hot dogs. <laughs> sorry. I love hot dog. Mm. Um, hamburgers. A hamburger, okay. Yeah. Did you try all the crazy foods? Everything's fried also, right? Too many, fried, too much fried food. I actually gained a lot of weight in the United States. Oh, so. <laughs> we won't go into that part. Well, you look fabulous. So. Thank you. <laughs> Okay, ama amazing. And so you left to come back here, and did you go back into politics or? So I was in the government. Of, government. I, was, I just retired from the ministry in twenty four in uh, July of this year. So I was uh, was still with the with, with the ministry until a few months ago. And what keeps you busy now besides schlepping Naomi Nachman around Bahrain? Bahrain. So I've got a private business that I'm still I, I work with a family business. Which um, is? It's in IT. So it's basically everything A to Z in computers. A to Z. See, she said Z because she went to school in England. Absolutely. Or Bahrain. Bahrain. Yeah. Or Australia. Or A to Z. Yeah. Um, We're translating for you guys. <laughs> so uh, that keeps you busy. I've also started a non-profit organization, the Association of Gulf Jewish Communities, that caters for the Jews that live in the Gulf. And it's a people-to-people -people organization. Can I just, let's talk about the Gulf countries. What are, we say the Gulf, what, what areas does that include? Okay, so the six countries of the, G, of the Gulf Cooperation Council. Which that you'll hear G, GCC a lot. Are um, United Arab Emirates, Qatar, Oman, Saudi Arabia, Kuwait, and Bahrain. Okay. So these are the six countries. I, I actually tried going to Saudi Arabia this morning. Yeah. Um, we were gonna, like last night we had to apply for a visa. It was just, too much. much. I drove you there halfway. Yesterday. We went halfway. We stood underneath the sun. If you, you see on my Instagram, it was exactly so. We, so cool. There's so there's a bridge that links Bahrain to Saudi Arabia. It's uh twenty. It's about twelve miles long. You always have to leave something for next time, you know, because I know Absolutely. I'm coming so back. You're gonna have to come back again. 
it was so fun and you took me well we, we'll speak about the um, the israeli ambassador that yeah. that i went with ariella to meet but it's um okay i just want to go back to the grand accords for a minute did you think this was ever going to happen and did you think it was going to happen so quickly because it went very fast right it was very very fast i didn't think i never dreamt in my lifetime this was going to happen so it was a, sometimes i still have to pinch myself sometimes when i uh when I know I'm on a plane and I can see the plane says, the map says Tel Aviv, Bahrain, and the Saudi Arabia in the middle, and we're just flying over that. Because you, you weren't allowed to fly over Saudi space. But Israeli airlines were not allowed to fly, no. So, yeah, so uh, that I still have to pinch myself sometimes when I see that. I'm so happy for you. It's so great. What's your favorite thing about Israel now? See, she said food right away. Sick food. The the everything right the sights the sounds the smells of the holy land amazing thank you so much for treating me to like a queen while i was here Pleasure. really enjoyed it and spending time with you and you drove me around the whole, the whole day i saw some beautiful parts of bahrain and it's not a very big country right no it's a very small country it's an island, it's an island. um it's actually it's an archipelago of 33 islands and Bahrain is the largest, and where we where you land, where the airport is, Muharraq is the second largest island. So we're very small. We're around the size of Washington, D.C., with a population of 1.6 million people. That's it. It's a small country. Small but mighty. That's what we say about Bahrain. Exactly. Okay, thank you so much for uh, joining me. I don't know if you're going to stick around. She's got to go save the world and people, and she's absolutely incredible. But was, uh, we are sitting here with Ambassador Huda, Huda Nunu. Uh, it's been quite an honour to be here um, and to have had all these great meetings with you. So thank, thank you. So you. All right, moving our show along. Uh, it's, we are focusing on Bahrain. Some, did I say it right? Am I saying it? Bahrain. 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 In Israel, it's Bahrain. Right? Yeah? And I'm like, where's the hip coming from? It sounds very strong because we say Bahrain. Bahrain with my Aussie accent. Okay. So ladies, who's up next? Okay, so Carol, come on, hot seat. I've got Carolina Campita. Am I saying it right? Campita? Carolina. Carolina. Yes. It's Carolina. Because we were like mentioning Carolina, Carolina. Like, like in America, but it's Carolina. Yes. Carolina. But we just say Carol because we're already like besties already. We spent yes. three days <laughs> eating and talking and eating, drinking and talking. talking yes. Yeah, cooking. We did a little cooking, cooking today. today. Yes, yeah, correct. Um, we did cooking in the kitchens of the Ritz Carlton. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, at the Ritz Carlton, how you heard of the? So we're talking about the Abraham Accords, right? So when you heard about the Abraham Accords, what was the your team's first thought when you heard people from Israel? And are coming to Israel. And coming to Israel. So we were well, from of course, Israel. Yes. So we were of course very excited. Um, just like uh, what Ambassador Nunu uh, was mentioning, nobody thought that it would happen. But uh, when it happened, um, of course you have to take you have to take your thinking cap and then start um, thinking about okay what we're going to do with these guests that are coming because we are very inclusive and uh, we wanted to make sure that. Um, we are catering to each and every guest. So when the search of um, Israelis or, I don't know, North American or um, European Jewish guests comes, what are we gonna serve them? You know, one of the things that is uh, that we are known for as a brand is our legendary service. And legendary service meaning it's not just a hotel, it's about dining experience as well. There are 14, 14 <laughs> restaurants at this hotel. They're not all kosher. <laughs> They're not all kosher. But uh, yes, so once the Abraham Accords was uh, signed, we said that now we need to have kosher food because we know that um, some of the Jewish guests, they don't require kosher. But of course, there, there are a number of uh, um, Jewish guests that uh, they need to have kosher. Right. And, and we have this, to, this guest. And we have to serve them. Yeah. Right, so um, first we started um, importing kosher food from London and then, uh, you know, being us, I wouldn't say perfectionist. The perfectionist. <laughs> the word is attention to detail. Yes. The Ritz culture is that's attention true. to detail. Everywhere I go, it's, yeah, so, it's a little things that they go <laughs> over the top. 
So because of this attention to detail, we want to make sure that what we're serving our guests is up to our standards. So we had um, we had a really good uh, catering service before, uh, but wanted to make it to, to elevate the experience of our um, kosher guests. So our general manager, Sir Bernard Develel, and uh, our director of culinary and food and beverage, Jan uh, Bernard Najar. So they thought of uh, super talented. Yes. People. So they thought of you know what? Why not just bring a rabbi? And we can build our ocean, our own kosher kitchen. So, in uh, just a few days, I would say, or or uh, weeks. So we built our kosher kitchen, and then we, we brought our, our rabbi from the um, Orthodox Union. Um, Shout then, out to our friends at the OU. Yeah. So uh, we so we built a kosher kitchen, and then we started uh, producing the the kosher um, food. So these are. I would say a flash frozen uh, food that uh, we serve our guests. So whenever our guests uh, come, so usually they, they would uh, tell us that they are kosher and um, we send them the menu, they can order in um, in advance and then we, yeah, we serve them once they are here. So I just want to like reiterate, when, when you get the meals that are frozen, mm -hmm. it's not like you're having an airline meal. You're having frozen meals that were prepared by the by chef Arthur Ritz Carlton, okay? Pack of flavor, absolute delicious. They do come out double wrapped and they're like, you know, we're, we're, I guess we're used to that. <laughs> like, um, but you, you know, they open up in front of you, they can help, you know, you plate it up, um, everything. You actually get these glass dishes. They, the, plate, the plates were real with glass. You get plastic cutlery, um, and everyone they do it. Everyone's got a different comfort level of kosher, yes. and I think you try to help. We try to cater to uh, whatever is required by by our guests, and uh, I mean the good thing about this also is that we don't have an actual kosher um, restaurant, but the the flash frozen uh, meals you can enjoy it in any of the restaurants that you choose. Um, so you can like still enjoy the ambience of the restaurant. You, you don't need to eat it just in your room. So can we just <laughs> say, so Carol and I ate and Svee, but Svee went to bed a little early because it wasn't feeling well and that gave us girl talk. Um, we ate at the Mexican restaurant, which had a mariachi band. So yes. we're eating our kosher meal at the, at the listening to the, yes. Mexican music and just feel like we felt the ambience, we felt special. Mm -hmm. The service is unbelievable. Thank you. Across across the board, like when you pass, like you know where um the service crew, let's call them, mm -hmm. who make their housekeeping. Yes. Housekeeping is the right word. Um, you pass them in the you know on the way to the room between the elevators. They all stop with what they're doing, and they're like almost like nod their heads, stand at mm -hmm. attention, almost like a <laughs> a curtsy. Um, hello, good morning, how are you, ma'am? Like mm -hmm. everywhere, like from the security, even the, the security, you know. Mm -hmm which I like yes. wherever we go around the world, like you, you, you always feel safe. And I think that's, mm -hmm. you know, a, a thing that people like to do, especially yes. like traveling to yes. a different area they're not used to. You want to mm -hmm. know that there's, there, that there is security mm -hmm. and beautiful beaches mm -hmm. and great food and comfort level, mm -hmm. like throughout my whole experience has been unbelievable from the spa they treated me to a spa treatment never in my life. And I've had a lot of massages <laughs> in my day. That was really exceptional. Well, it's, it's really, um, I mean, for us, we, we pride ourselves with, uh, with our service. And uh, also, it's really um, kind of you to say that you enjoyed it. And it's actually the personalized service that, uh, that we do that keeps uh, our guests coming back, like Miss Ariella. <laughs> here uh, we'll talk to Aria in a couple minutes yes because the, the whole um i mean for 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 us our our goal is you know for this hotel to be our second home whenever you're in Bahrain and um also one part of uh, you feeling home is that you're able to eat the food that you want um as well so that does the the, the, the culture for, for for our Jewish guests so so yeah um I mean, I urge people to come to Bahrain. We will be more than happy to welcome you here. And uh, we will, th that's what's uh, beautiful. Like Bahrain embraced the Israeli people. 
when the Abraham yeah. Accords was uh, right. signed. And this is something we didn't touch on with the ambassador, which I wanted mm-hmm. to, um, is even growing up, she was saying that the, the Bahrainian people and the Jewish people have always gotten along beautifully. Everyone here, there's no, 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 there was not anti-Semitism. Like it was just mm-hmm. one people, you were Bahrainians, you know, like you appreciated each other's cultures mm-hmm. and, you know, there was, and, and I think you feel that throughout. Yes, this, this way a lot of people that come to Bahrain um, treat this as their second home because of the Bahraini people, they are very friendly. Like I myself, um, I've been here for almost 12 years now. So this has become... Mafi Arabic. No, Mafi Arabic. <laughs> like, <laughs> like my Hebrew. <laughs> this is the only thing that I know. Because that's another thing, because um, I didn't feel the need to learn the, the language because I'll, that most of the people speak in English. Yeah, I noticed that right off the plane, there was everywhere was in English. Yes. Okay, the airport was very quiet, like just runs clean, pristine, beautiful. Apparently, I think maybe Ariella was saying it, it opened up right before Corona. Or oh, during, during COVID. Du- yeah, during COVID. On the so, King's birthday. Yeah, so on the King's <laughs> birthday. Um, but everything was just smooth and easy. And, and mm-hmm. Ritz Carlton said to Carter, pick us up. Taking me home tomorrow, you know, making sure I get on the plane back to Israel. Um, and then you can resume your normal life. Normal life. <laughs> Without Naomi. Oh, I'm you. I know, but we'll be in touch. We have to know the Ritz Carlton in Herzliya. In Herzliya. No, actually, I just uh, confirmed my flight to um, Israel. When? I'm going on Sunday. This Sunday? Yeah. Oh, all right. That's <laughs> so, amazing. Yes, yeah, so this is uh, going We're going to be in Israel together. <laughs> When you get home and go for? Um, I'm gonna be there until Thursday. Oh, so we're gonna hang out. I can go to Jerusalem. Yeah. All right, I'll have to go to Herzliya. Or you can go to Herzliya. I'm gonna stay at the Ritz Carlton. Of course, because (laughs) you can only stay at the Ritz Carlton. You can only stay at the Ritz Carlton. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Once you start, (laughs) it's hard to go back. You know. (laughs) Incredible, incredible. Um, what is the um, the local flavors here? Local flavors. Um, you would always have like the black kumi. It's like black lemon. Yeah. Um, I didn't know if I could use that spice. I had mm. to discuss. Um, and then, uh, Avrami, that's for you. <laughs> I'm holding. He's sending me. Avrami is producing this out of Israel. We're doing a Zoom production here. Um, and I'm holding up my camera. Then I'm <laughs> with a thing. Oh, stopwatch. Okay, it's still going. Whoops. See, there you go. <laughs> Yeah, and then you'll have like turmeric, um, you have... Um, turmeric, yeah. yeah. Turmeric. Um, there's uh, what, what do you call it, like that, yeah, cumin, and then they have the, the masala. Like What's the, that? A spice rub. Yes, so you actually made your own masala today. I made my own masala. <laughs> masala is a spice rub. Um, okay, so uh, I did a, a cooking video on kosher.com, we, we touched on it earlier. Um, I was so honored and grateful that the chefs of the Ritz Carlton allowed me into their kitchens to cook something with them, local flavors, local fish. So the local fish here is called Hamor. Hamor. <laughs> I feel like saying Hamor, which is a donkey, but Hamor. Um, it looks, it's a part of the group of family. It's got actually yellow dots on it. It's like freckled with yellow dots, fins and scales that we've spoken with the OU, we even confirmed it, even though Ariel and you was kosher, let's just double check, let's just double check, and we caught our peeps at the OU, um, and we, we uh, cooked up a dish tonight um, with Chef Alex. Yes, it was actually an honor for us to have you in our kitchen. <laughs> um, yeah, so we, we did a salad, some vegetables, uh, baby marrow, right? Baby marrow. Which is a little tiny zucchini, which is grown locally mm-hmm. here in Bahrain. Yes, very tasty. Uh, a lot of a lot of um, vegetables are, are flown in. It's mm-hmm. you know not a big country that they can. Yes. If they if they like that, there are probably plots in America, or farmland that's mm-hmm. in, in America that's bigger than the entire Bahrain, probably in Texas, yeah. right? So there's not a lot to grow. A lot of stuff. So a lot of the stuff is imported. Yes, I did go to the see um supermarkets with um Huda and Ariella we just mm-hmm. had a look around what was local and mm-hmm. um but we did notice a lot of imported stuff but yes no it's not sourced from too far away because we're you know mm-hmm. 
short plane rides, but it is important. This is true. So um, even for the, the kosher food, a lot of the ingredients are flown in from uh, like um, different places. But we also have like what you have seen in um, the breakfast earlier, like we have cereals yeah. that are we, kosher. So we went through the breakfast. We went through the, I said, let's meet at breakfast in the morning, which was this morning, it was like a hundred years ago. <laughs> right? And now um, we went through, we like all oh, this, you know, we did on Instagram. This is kosher, that's kosher, mm -hmm. a lot of cereals, mm -hmm. cut up fruit. Um, what else did we find? Smoked salmon. The smoked salmon, which they smoke in-house, but that that it gets salmon is kosher. Mm -hmm. The smoker is kosher because it's a natural wood, mm -hmm. but it, it doesn't have the actual certification. It but has it, certification. but um it we had a look that it was, mm -hmm. it was, there was nothing in it. But mm -hmm. you know, that would be up to the individual yes. to, to make the decision. It doesn't come in those, you know what's what's really cool is. Their smoked salmon doesn't come up from a packet in Gomek Lat or on a shelf in the supermarkets mm -hmm. here. They smoke it themselves. Actually, the chef gave me some some tips. Some <laughs> tips on how to smoke food in your oven. So I'm gonna try that when I get mm -hmm. home. To, to, and let us know. Yeah, I'm gonna try that. <laughs> if you see my oven blow out, you'll know that it went wrong. Feel <laughs> <Okay>. a <laughs> bit kaboom from New York. Still let us know. Yeah, yeah so there was um Wait, there was something, but in the supermarket, we found uh, cream cheese. And I know that um, if there's anything that you would, you know, I guess would require, you would, mm -hmm. you would yes, definitely. get it from the supermarket also. Yeah, so um, at the risk Falden, before you even ask the question, we're going to say yes first. Is that, is that how they're trying to do it? My, my, my children would like me to be like that. Yes, dear. Oh, no, wait, no. It, it, it's like, uh, yes is the answer was the question. Right, right. Yeah. Okay, I like that. Because so you we figure try, it out. Yes, uh, we, we try to, um, you know, maybe we cannot do as what you want us to do, like the way you wanted us to do, but we'll find a way okay. to do it. I love that. I love the attitude, right? If, if everyone's companies will run like the Ritz Carlton, I think the world <laughs> would be a better place. It's also it's it's our um, it's the way we take care of our people, really, because uh, like you know, it's been um, we say it over and over again. If the people are happy, then they'll be happy to serve. Right, so, it's true. Yeah. You know, uh, we came here. We were talking last night, we were talking before how we ate at a Mexican restaurant. Um, one of my followers saw I was uh, here on in Bahrain. Mm -hmm. She was also in Bahrain. She lives in Israel. Mm -hmm. um, and shout out to Miriam, new friend. Mm -hmm. um, she ca came and found me in the restaurant to come and say hello. Yes. And we ended up talking for three hours. And I said, so what brought you to Bahrain? She so goes, look, we've done Dubai, we've been to Europe, mm -hmm. but... Now it's open, Bahrain. Like, let's see something different and unique. Um, so let's talk a little bit about, like, a little bit outside the scope of the actual mm -hmm. hotel boundaries. What is there to do in Bahrain? You know, you've been here for 12 years. Oh, that question. I've been only just working at home. No, just <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, there's, okay, like, if we're going to compare Dubai and Bahrain, like Bahrain will be like your Dubai 10 years ago. Really? Yes. So um, we're not that, we are a progressive country, but um, it's not, it's unlike Dubai. Dubai have a lot of it's Vegas, Vegas. It's, it's Vegas of the Middle East. Yeah, um, we're going to talk with Ariel about that. Yes, that's also. what they call it. But Bahrain, um, definitely if you would want to, um, Come to Bahrain, you should expect like a laid-back uh, life. You know, um, you go to the beach, you um, sit by the beach, sip some uh, margaritas. Yeah, <laughs> and, island life. You know yes, what? It's, it's island a, life, island literally. Life. Yes, and uh, for us, the beauty of the, the location of the hotel is that it's situated in the city. You, you turn your um, gaze in on the right, you, you see the city, you, you see the uh, financial harbor, and then on the left, you have the vast ocean. The Arabian, so it's the Arabian the best, Sea. Yeah, the Arabian Sea, so you have the best of both worlds. Thank you so much for everything. You've been amazing. <laughs> Thank you so I much. Say, I don't have to say, I don't have to say lehitraot, which means see you later. Okay. Or I don't say shalom, I should say <laughs> goodbye, because I'm going to lehitraot you, see you later. Yes. In Israel next week. So. We'll see.
Yeah, I'll take you to meet the grandkids. <laughs> the pride and joy of my two daughters that live in Israel. But thank you, thank you so much, also, and uh, we hope to see you soon. Okay. Here in Bahrain. Bahrain. Guys, come on over. You're going to Israel. There are no direct flights from New York. I'm using New York as the home base because I live there. Um, but uh, if you're going to Israel, this is a really great side trip. Or if you are living in Israel, I have a lot of Israeli listeners. If you're in Israel, this is the place to be right now. Yes. So, all right. Thank you very much. Thank you. All right. We're going to switch sheets. I've got Ariella Steinreich. Yeah, joining with me, Senior Vice President of Steinreich Communications. Um, I'm going to uh, just make you full president um, oh, gosh. today. Don't tell my dad that. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> he can be you. you can be the co-president. Ariella, high five that we did this. Oh, we did it. We did it. We did it. <laughs> How are you doing? You see him a lot less nervous. I was so nervous when I was interviewing you. <laughs> I'm much less intimidated. That's true. <laughs> and I spent all day with her. She's amazing. Yeah, she really I is. love her. Um, She's really special. So, so we're just, we're going to, like, I told a little bit everyone how we met at a chance meeting at Airport Security. We worked on this project for a year. You put me in touch with Carol and the team here at the Ritz-Carlton. I've enjoyed my stay tremendously, but you've all heard. Um, tell us about your life, how you ended up in Bahrain. Sure. So, yes, what does a good Jewish girl from Teaneck do to end up here in Bahrain? Um, I think that really the region more broadly. Um, you know, I've really been blessed throughout my career to work on some really incredible projects, many of which have brought me here to the Middle East. Um, and it's really, it's really been a pleasure both and kind of, you know, working on regular kind of business in the tech space, the corporate space, real estate, um, but also, you know, things tied to really monumental moments like the Abraham Accords, which created a whole new Middle East one, you know, that's based on peace and prosperity for all. And now we're really blessed at our firm to handle a lot of the announcements of Israelis and Israeli and Emirati companies working together, Israeli and Bahraini companies working together, Israeli and Moroccan companies working together, um, you know, universities that are, you know, doing collaborative efforts. Um, I'm also a founding member of the Israel Business Council. We've brought together more than 8,000 um, Bahrainis, uh, sorry, Emiratis, well, we have some Bahrainis as well, and Israelis who are doing business together um, in the Gulf Israel Women's Forum, which is just uniting women from all over the region. Oh, I love that. So, yeah, you know, you always think of the Gulf area as repressive to women. Bahrain, absolutely not. The women are wearing regular clothing here. Um, in fact, the Bahrainis, the people that are dressed from head to toe in the black, and um, the Abayas. And the Abayas are, are they Bahraini? Yeah, of course. They're Bahraini. But I'll, I'll tell you a, a lot fact. of women are also dressed in regular, I'm, I'm modestly not. dressed, sneer sticker clothing. I have yes. found a lot of sneer sticker stores here. Yes. It's true. We took Naomi to a, a Kuwaiti store that had a lot of Smith's clothes, which was, <laughs> which was which was fun. I didn't um, buy anything because I got no room on my suitcase. So, so to your point about women, I mean, I have to give credit where it's due, but Yehuda had told me this, you know, a while back, but women here actually voted before women in America, which is really pretty wild. Um, America was actually very far behind. Australia and New Zealand also. Oh, interesting. Before um, America. But actually women, I think in general, um, in many of the countries around here, are playing much, much more active roles. Um, and they're sitting, you know, at the front of, ta of board tables and they're, you know, you, you, you spoke with Huda before, right? She's the first ever, you know, female ambassador uh, from Bahrain to, yeah. you know, to America. She's, um, yeah. Without, without you, also the coolest woman. No, no, she is the coolest she, woman. She's, she's uh, one of the coolest women I've ever met in my life. She really is. But so, but that's, you know, it's a great example. I mean, there, there are other, you know, now after, you know, now there's other female ambassadors um, that, that have come from Bahrain. Um, actually, right now, the Saudi ambassador to America is Princess Rima, who's also obviously a female. Yeah, and the Emirates has done incredible stuff when it comes to women. Um, there's now quotas of having you know, certain amount of women um, serving, you know, on boards and serving in high levels in companies. You know, we're seeing even in the Emirates just recently they announced who's going to be the the leading the team of leaders for COP28, which is the, the big you know climate event. And again, we're seeing you know we, we see women on there as, as leading that. The woman who led Expo, which was a massive event. I always joke I don't know if there was ever an Expo before the one that just happened in Dubai because I only remember hearing about that one. Um, but that was also you know what was that? Expo is uh, I always say it's kind of like a trade show for countries, right? Well, so we had one in Australia, Expo 19. Okay, it was in go. Brisbane, Australia, um, and you had every country, like maybe a hundred countries, showing off their 
And it was open for six months. Exactly. And you got to see Expo 88 and you got to see different countries. Exactly. That's where I got my love of. Yeah. Actually, it's very cool. They give out passports. It's kind of like, yeah, we have to get passports. Yeah, you get stamped all over. I have my photos and all my stuff because I'm very good at scrapbooking. Uh, I should should send you a photo of it. You should. You should. And it was really amazing. I mean, Israel had a pavilion in the middle of Expo. Um, And, uh, you know, if you you do the the math in your head, you'll know. It's like Epcot Center. Yeah, kind of, actually. And if you, if you do the math in your head, you'll notice that, you know, the Emirates um, was confirmed to be the host for uh, Expo before the Abraham Accords happened, which means that even beforehand, Israel was going to have a, a you know, seat at the table on that one. Um, and there have been just really some incredible moments. You know, somebody recently asked me, like, what are some of the ones that, that stand out? And I think as you know, somebody who's been in the region both before um, and after, and, you know, while I'm not an Israeli as a Jew, um, you know, sometimes, sometimes it's it's really cool. Like it's cool to see Bahrain again. You know, for the for the first time through your eyes, right? Like, you know, I'm I'm just so lucky to call this place my second home. I don't even see some of the same things, you know, that, that you see. But I'll tell you, you know, <laughs> everything was kind of closed up going to Israel, right, during um, during COVID. And so when I went from the Emirates, when I went from when I flew from Dubai for the first time to Israel, I had goosebumps. I actually took a picture of what you said. No, well, this was after, this was after, this was like 2021. Um, but I, I I just, I took a picture on Instagram. I mean, flying El Al from the United Arab Emirates to go straight to Israel. I mean, in the olden days, we have to, we used to have to stop through Jordan. And you saw the same people in the airport who were always going from, you know, from Israel to, to the GCC. But that direct flight, to, like that right. was just, it was one of those moments. It was just like, I, I can't have, believe, like, I just can't believe we're here. I yeah. had kosher food on my flight here from Israel. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people, I mean, a lot of people. On Gulf Airways. On Gulf Airways, kosher food between Israel and Bahrain. And, and I'll tell you one more. I mean, if you fly from Dubai, okay, because, you know, the kosher food comes usually out of the commissaries in the airport. And if you fly Emirates from Dubai to America, you will get kosher food because there's a kosher commissary in the in the airport in Dubai. Absolutely. And uh, we have all these restaurants. But, um, you know, we have to give credit where credit's due when it comes to Bahrain. Right after the accords, I had a conversation with the with the GM here at the Ritz, who's always general going, manager. Sorry, yes, general manager, who's always going above and beyond. Um, and they were I, they were so quick to say, "What can we do quick to make?" Yeah, Bernard. <laughs> um, and and they were so quick to say, "What can we do?" And really, I mean, I can't give enough hakar hatok, which means thanks, um, you know, to the Ritz for saying we want Jewish tourists to feel really comfortable. And they did it right away. Right, they did it right away. Yeah. And and. Support them. Yeah, and for, for those who have traveled to countries where it's not so easy to get kosher food, you really understand how much it means to be able to walk the, in and, and just know you have nothing to worry about. It is all taken care and of. And a hot meal at the end of the day, sure. even if like, yeah, yeah, the type of traveler, you know, you're having your tuna and crackers by the poolside. You I know, promise you're not doing that at the You're rest. not doing that at the but, <laughs> That's what I'm saying. And, and then yeah. you like your Betty Crocker, your hot meal at night. You feel happy having a hot meal, even if you have to warm it up in a Betty Crocker. It's an entirely different yes. experience. Naomi did not come with the Betty Crocker. Oh, I did not bring my Betty Crocker. <laughs> but she did do a hand pat on the plane. And for that, I was I was eternally grateful. But um you know, it's, it's really, um, it's, I really can't say enough. I mean, I really can't say enough about this property and how much they've made sure, you know, there's many, many Shabbat dinners that take place here. Really? Yeah. Tell really. me more about that. Who comes? I mean, people, you know, kind of just, we all invite friends or whatnot, but the Bahraini people love to celebrate Shabbat and, and the holidays with us. Um, but it's really, it's really special how, how at home we all feel here. Um, you saw this even here when you checked in. I mean, there were many kipot, sitzit, you know. I know, so, so many yamukas. So many yamukas. And, 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 and by the way, again, maybe not Israelis, but there were always American Jewish tourists that were coming to Bahrain or for business. And really? Used, yeah, and, and by the way, that's that's actually how I came to know this hotel in the beginning, because uh, I came in on a business trip. Because you predate the Accords, your travel in the Gulf. Yes, yes, I'm 100%. Um, and, you know, my, my hope is that you know, the same way that the countries who have signed the accords have benefited from tourists, from business. My hope is that other countries in this region are going to say, you know what, we want part of that. We want to, we want to provide that same opportunity for our people. And we want to join this new Middle East, which I, I say it's, it's really an alliance for, you know, economic prosperity and peace. Um, and so I'll, I'll tell you an interesting story. And, right, so and then we have to talk about Jared's tour, but 
Oh, I, hope it, I, I probably could have talked to. Yeah, that would have been probably more, more of a yeah. good thing. But um, I'll, I'll tell you an interesting story. So we talk a lot about these accords, and I was talking about moments that make a difference. And um, actually, it's a good segue to the to the piece of prosperity. But in the olden days, before there were there was you know kind of there was establishment of peace, you couldn't access certain websites in some of these countries. So, for example, the Jerusalem Post. I couldn't read that here. And so during Peace the Prosperity, remember we were talking about this earlier, and I said, like, you could just feel something was happening. So I went on jpost.com and I it literally I still have the screenshot. This gives me goosebumps and it says like that it's no, it's not accessible at the moment, you know, in the kingdom. Um, and I took a screenshot and I said to the person who was sitting next to me, I said, I don't, I don't know when, but like at some point I'm gonna look back at the screenshot and say, I can't believe how old this was. And I still have that screenshot to this right. day. And now and, um, you can get to do it. Yeah, and I have the same thing in the Emirates. And um, I'm really, I'm blessed for, you know, with what I do, that I get to travel to some really cool places. Yes, you do. And uh, <laughs> I still have the list of the same websites that I check every single time uh, when I go to those countries. So I was in, I was in Saudi recently. She I, could, I mean, she's been to Saudi Arabia. Yeah, and in the airport, I check certain websites. So I was like, oh, this is interesting. This one is accessible now. And it's, you know, it's an Israeli, um, you know, website. And things are opening. Things yeah, are opening. and I think that's one of the most exciting things is just saying like, wow, things are really changing do you have an inkling of who would be next um listen i think off the record of course between us and now and, and however many thousands of people are, are watching um no i'll wish uh, <laughs> but uh, listen I, I my hope is that for all of the other like you know for the other four it's not a question of if it's just a question of one that's really my hope um i'd love to see saudi come on board i have a lot of friends in saudi who are really interested in in the tech scene in Israel, um, Saudi Arabia is doing incredible things as they get closer to Vision 2030, and you know they're, they're they know that Israel could play a really big role in accelerating that. Um, you know, obviously, you know we we've seen other movements in other countries, and a lot of people would love Oman to come shortly as well, um, and I hope that they will too. But I always say I, I hope more than just another one. I mean, I hope the one here, the one there, adds up to the six. I love and, that, and I love the idea that. Israel now really has, it has, I, you'll like this as a, as a, it's like a little bit of a food analogy. It now has neighbors it could borrow sugar from. You know? I, I, I love that. I love yeah, that. Like and, and we, we really were, amazing. We were talking, now we're going to talk a yeah. little bit, Ambassador Nair, the Israeli ambassador from Israel in Bahrain. Yeah, who um, I also can't say enough about. I mean, uh, he was a sweetheart. He like, he sat, he sat me down with his whole team and he's like, Naomi, what are we going to do? Yeah. And, and I, I said, food, cook up. And he goes, Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> Having a Shabbat dinner, a golf Shabbaton with me doing the cooking and everyone will showcase their food. And and, and, and I think look, that would Here be at the Ritz, of course, you know. <laughs> that would be amazing. But um listen, Ambassador and I got off the plane and the next day with Hanukkah candles with all of us here. <laughs> and and that's really the I, I can't say enough about him. Um it's really the type of person he is. He he got here and he just hit the ground running. And I think that, you know, as you mentioned, he's been here for about 13 months. And um, in that time, it's the, the relationship here, it's it's not just grown, it's just, it's boomed. Um, it's it's not, I don't even know what I would kind of compare it to. Um, and I will say that he's incredibly busy, but like you saw, I mean, he couldn't- He made been, time for us. He couldn't, and I even made time. I mean, he could not have been more excited you know, to have you and, and he could have been more gracious and um he was really working on something big in terms of food 100 um, and he, and he does it he does it kosher all, fest here yeah and he does it all with excitement and with a smile on his face and um you know last year he hosted this uh yom Hatzmut here and it was such really cool they had sachia levy from fauda who came and the fun fact the, t- way, the tv show on yes. netflix Fun fact, a lot of Gulfies actually really like a lot of Israeli TV shows, including Fada. So really? he's saying for all of us. Um, but I truly, I, I cannot say enough about how much uh, the ambassador has done. And I think that we all, you know, again, owe a tremendous amount of Hakarba to him for really getting the ball moving and moving in, in such a way that people want to just jump on the bandwagon. I love it. I yeah. love it. Let's go back to the show. Um, have you been there for Shabbat service that really have Shabbat? Yeah, I, listen, I'm, I'm blessed. Um, this, the, you know, the community has really taken me in, you know, when you're, uh, yeah. I feel like <laughs> when you're 7,500 miles away from home, um, yeah, I think, I think my parents both feel, feel very, that you're, that you're yeah, they feel, like, yeah, they feel like, you know, that they, they feel very comfortable now. Yeah. Right? Um, you gave me, you actually gave me a tour of the show as well as, uh, ah, yeah, well, we're ready for, for her to depart. Yeah. 
Um, look, the shul is just a special place in, in many ways, in my mind. It's not just about the community here that it serves, but I really hope that it's, it becomes kind of the example of what Jewish life in the Arab world can look like. Right. Um, you know, and she called herself an Arab Jew. Yeah, right. Well, a Jewish I, Arab. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I, I think most people kind of they don't realize that an Arab is a geographic term. So you know there are there are Arab Jews. I mean the ones who there are Arab Christians. There are Arab exactly, exactly, exactly. And um, but uh, no, the the community is very special, and and that shul I think really signifies the opportunity of Jewish life. And you saw it's in the middle of a souk, right? A souk is a it's like a shuk, a shuk. And so if you think about the fact again, it's a it's a it's a shul that's really really in the heart of you know, the, 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 the country and it's, it's in the middle of things, it's not on the side, it's on the outskirts. Um, and it's, uh, it's just really special. Yeah, you saw, really nice. you saw the Aserva Dibro in, in, in Hebrew, Arab, and, in Arabic, Hebrew and Arabic and the Torah amazing. that uh, Jared Kushner gave, uh, had, had made and, um, what's the right word? Um, uh, he commissioned, commissioned in, honor, thank in honor of the king. In honor of the king. It's the king's right. Torah and it's housed in the Jewish community. Yeah. Well, so. I was saying that, I was saying the other day, the king has has quite a has quite a you know a collection of Judaica. He can open up his own Judaica store. <laughs> yeah, he's got a he's got a menorah that was given um, most recently in Mezuzah. Maybe we'll invite him to the Shabbos dinner. Maybe. <laughs> or I he, think he, would he like. could be he could be yeah. the judge in the chop competition that I'm going to do. Uh, that would be that would I be could, really amazing, right? That would be yeah, so that, cool. That would be amazing. <laughs> But um, I dream big, everyone. I dream big. We'll do some. Uh, we did a kosher.com video uh, here in the kitchens this morning, uh, this evening. Oh my God, it feels like this morning. <laughs> She's been so busy. We just lose track of every day. But I think when you say dream big, um, that's really what this region in general, that's kind of the motto. It's like um, dream big in terms of, again, partnerships and collaboration, dream big in terms of becoming an economic powerhouse, dream big in terms of coming up with cutting edge medical technologies, it's just dream big. And, and once you come here, especially to Bahrain, and, and I think you saw this, you've only been here for about, what, a, two, two days at this point, you just don't want to leave. And, um, yeah. you know, that, that's I'm, my I'm, my I'm really sad to leave, but yeah. I will say I'm, I'm looking forward to going back to Israel to see my grandchildren. Oh, of course. But and, and my children. <laughs> hopefully you'll bring We can bring them for vacation. This is the place, I mean, some of the places here are, are the, they have the villas. Look, I, I, I said this yesterday, I think the villas are the perfect place for a Pesach. I mean, you have your own kitchen, you know, you don't, it, you're not, it's not like you're cramped in small hotel rooms, you know, crystal the rooms. And you're on the beach. Yeah. And it's a good time of the year. And you have a private pool. Yeah. 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 Every villa has its private pool. Um, yeah. It's, and you have the accessibility to everything here at uh, the Ritz-Carlton. And you saw, we have a really a nice amount of kosher food. Um, a little shout out to that kosher in Bahrain. Uh, in oh, Japan. yes. We, please follow them. Please follow them. Yeah. I'm asking all my dear, precious follow listeners who are uh, following me on Instagram now. You know, I did do my whole blurb at the beginning because I wanted to jump right in there <laughs> because every minute of this hour counted and I usually talk too much as it is. So oh, I wanted to give we're all having a lot of fun. Um, I wanted to give my absolute attention and I was, I was a little nervous, you know, to, it's like I've never really interviewed an ambassador before. So. Now you've had two in, in two days. Yeah, ago. I know. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be like, next time I got it, I'm like, I got this. So, um, and yeah, Carol and the entire Ritz Carlton, thank you for having us. Even uh, late at night, as time of recording, we were recording on a Thursday evening by rain time and ten. Is it Wednesday? Yes, Wednesday. it's Wednesday at ten twenty at night. Um, we're coming up to our last uh, one and a half minutes of the show and I really just a big thank you, continued thank you to Tuscanini uh, for your support and kosher.com for your support of Table for Two, uh, all the great products. And I look forward to actually bringing next time I come a suitcase full of Tuscanini products. To oh, my that would be amazing. And yeah. I, you forgot one very important thank yeah. you though. And that thank you is to you. Because Ooh. Naomi, it's our, our goal in having you out here was hopefully that your followers should see what what an incredible place it is, and and I, I know that and I Carol said the same. I mean, we hope that you'll all come here and see how special this place is. But we also are so appreciative that you've come that you've shown your followers what it's like, both at Bahrain in general, but also Jewish Bahrain. Um, and so we thank you for for your help oh and support. Gosh, thank you, thank you for saying that. Course, I, I really, you know, giving up time in Israel is always very hard. You know, precious amount, especially with the grandchildren, <laughs> especially with the grandchildren. I and I really did this uh, with you, Shemai, to bring 
Jewish people together, bring the world together, um, bring the gulf together <laughs> in my little own way. So, um, you know, thank you so much for having me and to everyone here. Um, this is Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachman Siegel Network. We have music sponsored by our, by our friends at Kedem right up until candle lighting. Don't forget to get your KFWE tickets right now. They are selling out fast. The VIP section is already sold out. So go to kfwe.com and get your tickets to the best food and wine show of the year. Shabbat shalom, everyone.